Welcome to the Call Game Podcast, Episode 4. Today we're going to be talking about the recent J.J. Watt signing, some mid-season MLB, er, NBA stuff, as well as some free agent MLB talk and what we think of the players and how, it'll, how they'll affect the teams that they recently signed with. Alright, so jumping right into it, J.J. Watt, former Houston Texan, agreed to a mutual departure from Houston and signed a two-year, $31 million, $23 million guaranteed deal with the Arizona Cardinals. I think it'll be an interesting signing. I mean, he's obviously a great player. He's on the downward side of his career, mm-hmm. I think it's fair to say. Um, I do think that he will help their team. They have two great pass rushers now, him and Chandler Jones. Just being a Steelers fan and watching their games, I know what it's like when there's two rushers coming off the edge like the Steelers mm. have with TJ Watt TJ. and Bud Dupree because then it makes it much harder to like double-team double team, and right. take them out of the game. So I think they'll have a lot of success this year, and that could be a good defense. Yeah, I think there was an interesting stat I saw. Like Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt are 1-2 and two for most sacks since like 2010 or something like that That's and have yeah those two on the same team will be definitely disrupting but this division now is absolutely stacked the nfc west with the cardinals seahawks rams who just got stafford and the 49ers who went to the super bowl two years ago i just don't know where the cardinals fit in with this division they're just such a wild card like last year Oak Dick, they were on the, one of the hottest teams in the NFL after the Hopkins catch over the entire Bills team. Mm-hmm. I think they were like 6-2, and two, and then they finished like right around 500 on the year. So I just don't really know what to expect coming out of this team. I think it's just a big wild card, and people have brought up Kingsbury maybe being on the hot seat, but I just can't get a read on this team. It's a good signing for them, obviously, for their overall ceiling, but in your opinion... What what read do you have on this team, if you have a read at all? It's hard to say. I mean, I think I think the sky's the limit. I think they could be a really good team. I mean, in the NFL right now, there's not, like, a clear clear top team, really. I mean, I guess the Chiefs. Especially but, in the West, or the right, NFC. Right, right. I mean, you can't trust the Bucks to be, like, the favorite. I mean, they'll be the favorite, but... Mm-hmm. Tom Brady's They'll have a lot of free agents. free agents. They have to like, bring back a lot of guys. It's hard to go back to back. I think the yep. Cardinals are one of those teams that could definitely make the move. I think this year maybe you could say that this year they were a year away. Like you need Kyler mm-hmm. to develop. You need D-Hop to get used to the offense a little more. You need to beef up the defense. And I think this move could have really – this could – if J.J. Watt plays well, this could be the thing that pushes them over the edge, and I could see them as a con- Super Bowl contender. Yeah, I agree. I I could see them as a Super Bowl contender because if you look at their team, there's a lot of big names, and like on offense, you obviously have Kyler and D-Hop, but they had one of the best rushing offenses in the NFL for a lot of the year, so that's really mm-hmm. promising going forward. Kyler will be going into year three, I believe, and get more comfortable with the system and more comfortable with D-Hop. So, in theory, that offense should be pretty dang good and one of the better ones in the league with just the names on it. And if their rushing attack is as it was last year, having the best rushing attack, you'll have Kyler, Kenyon Drake back there. 
and then a good passing attack with uh, Kyler, who's a I think is a good thrower of the football, and he'll be with D Hop. And on defense, I guess that's kind of been the suspect part of their year last year. Mm-hmm. But they added J.J. Watt, they have Chandler Jones, they have Buda Baker. Yeah. Patrick Peterson's getting a little old. But I guess they have the names. Isaiah Simmons, I think he's the X factor for them because yeah. people were pretty high on him coming out of college, but he didn't really have a position. And he didn't really play well start to start off the year last year. But towards the end, he started to play better. And if he gets uh, more minutes and starts to learn the defense, I think they have the names up front to be a very good contender but that division is just stacked it's going to be they're just going to be taking each other out the whole year to have yeah. the that quality of teams all playing each other twice yeah uh, it's tough to come out of that division for sure i mean you have the ram i mean the two like the niners are like a quality team but they're definitely the favorites to lose that division right. i think the cardinals i mean Football in general, your team success ends up with your quarterback most of the time, and I think if Kyler can really like take another, he needs to step take a jump and be. He needs like, to be better than Stafford. Right, if he can be like MVP level almost, like what I want to see, I want to if he could be the best quarterback in that division next year, I would not be shocked at all if they go far in the playoffs. Yeah, for me, I feel like you have to win that division to get out into the playoffs because it's going to be so close, and I wouldn't be surprised if the winner of that division has five or even six losses with just them beating up on each other so much throughout the year. You're going to have to win that division. And if Kyler is the best quarterback in that division, I think they'll win, but if Wilson's there, I don't think that'll happen, but that obviously goes down the rabbit hole of the Russell Wilson, and now... Wilson has yet another pass rusher to deal with, yeah. along with Nick Bosa and Aaron Donald. Oh my, he must just not be happy with that signing. He's like, out of everywhere, yeah. you have to go here. Really out of the blue, too. Mm-hmm. You heard J.J. Watt say he believes in Kyler Murray, so we'll see. But there's a world where Wilson leaves. 49ers, I guess, stick that with Garoppolo. Really and then the Cardinals are all of a sudden the favorites in my eyes, but... Right now, I'd say they're third because they just haven't proven it, and the Rams with that defense is just too good not to have above them. Right. I'm excited for that division. Definitely something to keep Mm -hmm. an eye on. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. San Francisco needs to have a bounce back year because a lot of injuries for them. Yeah, that was unlucky. Mm, For sure. Any closing remarks Um, about the J.J. Watt? Not really. I mean, I'd just like to say I think Kyler Murray is going to be really good this year. I think last year was like the year that everyone wanted him to be the like third out of Mahomes and Lamar and him to like have that MVP year. And I don't a little think too early. Was, yeah, I think it was too early. I think it's more likely and actually like pretty likely that he could have that year that everyone wanted last year this year. And if that happens then this team could easily make the Super Bowl. I want Larry Fitz to get a get a ring, so I'll be rooting for them. Yeah, this has to NFC. be his last year, right? Gotta be. Yeah. I, I can't oh believe he God. came back after. I did not think. Yeah, all right. So the NBA hit their halfway point, and going into the All-Star break, 
kind of get an assessment for what teams are going to look like. And the All-Star Draft, we don't need to touch on that. We already did some serious talk on that in the last mm-hmm. few segments. But did you see the clip with LeBron saying no one plays as the Jazz in 2K? Yeah, I did see that. That was a, I mean, he's right. It's not a, like, you're not focusing on ball movement. You're not using Boyan Bogdanovich and Joe Ingles in 2K. I mean, it's just, and Rudy Gobert, like, I don't know. That's, he's right. Yeah, those for, like that. That for those funny. who don't know, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert were picked second to last and mm-hmm. last in the All-Star draft, and LeBron said no one plays as them in 2K, so right. I guess they didn't get picked high. Maybe it's more feed to the fire for them, but also another note, Mike Conley mm. finally gets an all-star appearance. Yep. He didn't deserve it Not at all. from a pure numbers standpoint, but that's that's the sympathy pick. He's, yep. he should have If he was playing in the East, he would have been on four all-star teams throughout right. his career, but yep. he was playing in a stacked era with Chris Paul making it every year, Harden, Curry, Westbrook, so... Yep. He deserved it from a career standpoint, and I'm happy for him. But from the pure number standpoint, I think Clarkson yeah. <laughs> was better off the bench than oh, him on so. his own team. With that said, as I got on earlier before I went on that little bit of a rant, we've gotten a good sense of what teams look like, and I think that's going to bring us to our game for today, pretenders or contenders. And I'm really excited for this because little games like this are some of my favorite things to go over, and I'm excited to hear your thoughts on some of the teams. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll start with the West, with the pretender or contender, Utah Jazz. All right, so for all the other ones, I had a pick. This one, I really want to say pretender, but the fact that they've been so good, I want to also say contender. Just for the sake of the argument, I'm going to call them a pretender, I think. They don't have the, like, I don't think they're going to be sustainable. They're not a playoff team, basically. I think they're a really good regular season team. But mm. I think when you get in the playoffs, Gobert can get played out of games. And yep. they just, you can figure them out pretty easily. Although Donovan Mitchell is an X factor for sure in the playoffs. His performance last year against the Nuggets was great. And. He's definitely shown that he can be a closer in the playoffs, which does make me think of them as a little bit more of a contender. But at the end of the day, I'm not sure if they have enough, like, solid scorers that you can trust to... Like, you don't want Jordan Clarkson and Mike Conley as your second and third options if you're going to be a finals team. So that's why I'd say they're probably pretenders. They're probably the hardest team, to be honest, to go through because... You could convince me both ways. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like you said, Rudy can get absolutely played out of games, which is crazy if he's an all-star. Right. But the thing that makes me hopeful for them is they shoot the most threes in the league. Mm-hmm. They shoot the second highest percentage on threes and make the most per game. So they're just jacking them up at this point. Mm-hmm. And if they get hot for a playoff run, I could see them winning a championship with no fans. But that does go back to the Donovan Mitchell. If he can be a closer, they become more of a contender. And uh, they've had bad bad showings, in my opinion, when they have been in the playoffs, losing to the Rockets. But they beat the, they beat the Thunder one year, didn't they? Yeah, I think they had one year where they got out of the first yeah. round. 
But it's been a first-round exit Jazz team, and maybe they finally figured it out. And for my official, I'm going to call them contenders just to go opposite of you, and maybe they'll get hot for a playoff run. One note, they haven't had any significant injuries or any COVID issues, which is very rare this year. And this brings us to one of the second-hardest teams to put a pin on, the Phoenix Suns, if you're... Starting us off hard. I mean, yeah, it's tough. I would, mm, I what I wrote down. I have them as like a second round contender. I'm not sure. Mm. I don't see them. I definitely don't see them making the finals. And I, it obviously yeah. all is based on matchups. So if like they play the Jazz in the second right round, right now they would see play the Spurs the conference finals. Yeah, so you'd see them in the second round. I could. I definitely see them play as a second round a tougher, team. Yeah. I'm not sure if I see them as a third round team. Agreed. Which uh, which so by definition would call them would a pretender. Be a pretender. Yeah. I mean, they have the foundation and they have players. I mean, Chris Paul has obviously been a he, well, lately he's been a better playoff performer. He's a good like closer. Booker is great. But I'm not sure they have it. I mean, I want to talk more about their team and not about like the teams they'd have to play. But, and I guess unless AD is really messed up, I don't ever see them beating the Lakers in a series, and probably not the Clippers either, honestly. So, I guess I I'm gonna say, go with pretender for them. Yeah, I agree. They're a pretender, but I think they're gonna get to the second round and be a tough out. Yeah. And eventually, being out. I see the Jazz, Lakers, Clippers, Blazers, and Nuggets all beating them. And I just want to say, it like this. It's a weird year. Injuries happen. Mm. I could see them like beating someone and ending up in like the Blazers or something a year or two ago. Just like they're in the conference finals. Just like right. that could happen. I could see that happening. Like maybe they play the Lakers second round. AD isn't the same, and right. LeBron gets COVID. Yeah. Like th- then they're in the right. Western Conference Finals, right. but. All right, I think the two LA teams we can both say are contenders, unless you have any yeah, hot takes for them. I mean, I the Clippers. Well, the Lakers really are who I want to talk about. I mean, mm. if AD is hurt, they're screwed. That I is mean, big. We you've seen down the stretch I've here before the All Star break. They have about how healthy good. he is. Yeah, I mean, if I've he's back, like, they, I'm not worried about them. Yeah, but. And then the L.A. teams, Paul George's been, other L.A. team, Paul George has been playing well. Kawhi's a beast. I like what Tyron Lue's done, Ty Lue, what he's been doing to the team. But, yeah, they'll be solid contenders, and I'm hoping to get that matchup in the playoffs this year. I'd love to see a little more out of the Clippers, honestly. I mean, when, like, Paul George and Kawhi came to them, I mean, it was like a debate whether or not the Lakers or them would be the better team. And it just hasn't even been close. So right. it would be awesome to see them do well in the playoffs. I like both of mm. those both of those stars. For me, the X factor for the Clippers is uh, Lou Williams. He just mm. was so yeah, he's not been electric good. the year before Kawhi and PG showed up. And he hasn't been the same, really. Yeah. I don't know if he just can't find his role in that team. But, yeah, those two are definitely contenders. They have the star power for it. And this brings us to the lower parts of the standings. We'll just go through a few more teams that really have choices here. The Trailblazers, any thoughts on Yeah, them? I mean, I have, I have to con- be one of the most I'm unluckiest gonna, teams. Yeah, I'm going to call them a contender. 
I and like it. That's based on if CJ McCollum comes back and Nurkic comes back and they're good. The I it's probably a little unfair, like if the Suns were where they are in the standings right now, I'm probably calling them a pretender, not a contender. So it's probably a little inaccurate. But I'm saying that it's like a weird year. I think Dame is great. I think when they're healthy, they're a really good team. I could see them doing some damage. I'm going to say contender because I just see an easier... Like, I can envision them in the Western Conference Finals more than I can the Suns. Yeah. Like, Dame and CJ, they've been to the Western Conference Finals before, even though that was a little fluky. They still beat the Nuggets and Spurs in seven games, both, and then ran into Mm -hmm. the Warriors, who they actually played pretty well, even though the it was like 4-1, but those games were all close and they came down on the wire. I trust Dame at the end of games, obviously, one of the most clutch players in the league. CJ was playing at like an all-star, putting up career highs in points and field goal percentage until he got hurt. Nurkic just can't seem to find the floor for a consistent amount of time. But if they get all their guys back, I could see a world where Dame and CJ combine for 60 points a game in the playoffs and then everyone else kind of fills in. Yeah. They're an interesting team. Yeah. Quickly, before we move on, I want to ask you to, in terms of contending, not in terms of like being a like regular season team, because then it would be pretty obvious, but I want to ask you if to rank Utah, Phoenix, and Portland in terms of like chances to win the title, even if you don't think they'll win it, just like who has the best chance? Utah, Phoenix, and Portland? Yep. I would go Portland, Utah, Phoenix. Portland, Utah, Phoenix. Yeah, I think I agree with you there. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Utah, Portland, Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. I think. It, yeah. Utah and Phoenix or Utah and Portland are pretty close, but yeah, I just I, feel yeah, like Dame is so much more reliable than mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell, and that second star, if you can call CJ star, which I think you can at I this would, point, yeah. he's been pretty consistent. Yeah, I feel like Dame is better than Mitchell and CJ is better than Gobert mm-hmm. in the playoffs. So I feel like that kind of ends the conversation. But yeah, that's an interesting point. Those three teams are kind of grouped together. It's kind of a mess. And this is one of the most interesting teams at the sixth seed right now in the West. The Nuggets. Everyone had them as the one or two seed or a very big contender going into the season. And now people's opinions are kind of changing, even though Jokic has been playing like an MVP. What are your thoughts on the Nuggets? So I think they're a pretender until Jamal Murray can be more consistent. I think. Completely agree. Jokic is so versatile, he can make a difference in the playoffs. But you really need that guard. You need that second player Mm -hmm. that can actually do something for you. And Jamal Murray last year was incredible that was one of the best playoff runs from a player we've and they seen needed all of it but they, they needed, needed all of that scoring right that's a, to get to where they that's went. a good point honestly i mean he gave them that and they still i mean they still never really had a shot so mm-hmm. that makes me think that they're just pre- solidly pretenders but if mm-hmm. jamal murray can get up to like 80 to 90 percent of what he was in those playoffs consistently i'll i'll call them contenders 
Yeah, for me right now, they're pretenders, like you said. And it's all about that Jamal Murray consistency, as well as MPJ consistently. Mm-hmm. Consistency. Yeah. They expected him to be a third option on this team, and I thought that was a little unfair because it's really his second year right? Yeah, being healthy, and Jeremy Grant obviously left to go to the Pistons, and they've kind of been putting a lot of load on MPJ and Jamal, and they've been off and on, and it's just a shame because I feel like if they were the one or two seed, Jokic would be the favorite for MVP. Mm-hmm. At least he'd be my favorite, which is a whole other discussion, but which we can we'll actually get into later. But yeah, until then, they're pretenders. And just to round out the West, any other con- hot take contenders you have? I want to just say Dallas. I just want to throw them out there. I think right now they're obviously not going to contend with the way they're playing, mm-hmm. their makeup of this team. But if you make a move, like you switch up, switch stuff up, maybe Porzingis plays like a good player again. Horrible on defense this right. year. I cannot believe how bad he's been. I just think when you have Luca, and if you put good players around him, I just think he's shown that that could be a contender. I don't think this year they'll be contenders, but right. I just if they like made a big move, I could totally see that. Yeah, I just want to point out the Seth Curry for Josh Richardson yeah, split terrible. switch. Horrible. One of the worst offseason moves. I, they thought that their offense was already so good that it wouldn't make a difference if they lost out on some shooting, but they needed boy, that. did it make a difference. Yeah. <laughs> and the Mavericks are an eight seed right now, and that is a tough out for yeah, anyone. Yeah, really tough. Jat, the Utah, and Phoenix are the top two seeds. I can see an upset with those two teams. Easily. Easily. So, who knows? That's a t- another tough out. A lot of these teams in the West are just all tough outs. Yep. Like, you don't want to face Steph Curry in the first round mm-hmm. if you're one of the top teams. All right. Let's move on to the East. And this one will be a little bit more quick because I feel like it's a little, there's only one or two teams that are on the edge here. But Brooklyn, Philly, safe to say, definitely contenders. Agreed. Yep. Just the Philly playoff struggles in the past are the only thing that kind of haunts me. Yeah. They haven't been really able to break the plane of the Eastern Conference Finals or really play well. They haven't been in the Eastern Conference Finals, actually, have they? I don't think with Simmons with the and Joel Embiid. Embiid. I don't think they yeah, have. not in the Joel Embiid era. They obviously were with Iverson, but yeah, until. They can prove that I'm a little shaky on them, but Embiid's been playing out of this world. And yeah, I mean, in the past years they haven't had this version of Embiid, which I think is right, the difference. Right. Plus, coaching, and now they have more shooting. shooting. I just think this team is better, and it's definitely a different team. And you got the Nets, who are my favorites to come out of the East right now, just a dominant team. It looks yeah. like without KD. Then the Bucks, who've had a little bit of an odd year. They've had a weird year. Giannis is still playing like an MVP. But he hasn't been thrown into the conversation just because of voter fatigue, in my opinion. But they have not had a year that I would have expected coming in. What would you call them? Pretender or contender? I'm going harsh on the Bucks. I'm going pretender. Yeah. And I am very like disappointed in them. Like as yep. an organization, coaching. I don't I'm not I don't wanna completely blame Giannis, but 
I just feel like they haven't worked to make steps like to improve their team. And every just year it's been like, moves. can Giannis make another step and be <laughs> like, the like greatest player of all time? Do? Like he's yeah. pretty pretty damn good, and they right. haven't done enough to put a team around him, in my opinion. And I think the East has been open, and they've not so done open. Anything. They've blown it. They've and really blown yeah, it. Yeah, they've they. I mean, I yeah, I call them pretenders. They give me no reason that they've. To, I mean, Drew Holiday is new. Chris Middleton's playing well. I yeah, guess but, they could be good, but I don't right. see them beating the Nets, the Sixers. I mean, if I'm, I'm, as a Celtics fan, I'm not that scared of the I'm Bucks. I'm not scared of the Bucks, And we're I'm, not even I'm, that yeah. good. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. As you can tell from my tone, I think they're pretenders. And for me, since the Giannis era, it's just been lateral moves. Like, You'd see them at the one seed, and every year they're like, oh, yeah, they're contenders. And then they just have horrible playoff classes. And it's like, it's just tough because Drew Holiday always going to be such a big acquisition. And they just feel like the same team. Yeah. Even though they brought in such an upgrade, they feel like the same team. Their defense this year has been so much worse than from years past. They used to be a great defensive team. And their strategy was protect the paint and let opponents shoot threes. But now the opponents are starting to make the threes. <laughs> and it's just been plummeting their defensive ranking. And... I think they're asking Giannis to do too much. I think he needs another star besides him, another true star. And after this season, with Giannis being locked up long term, I think they can start to get a little more aggressive in their decision making. Maybe they to. can look to go after a Bradley Beal, which would make that team an instant contender, Jesus. a closer for them. And that brings us to our Boston Celtics, who are such an up and down team it's hard to yeah. watch at the points all right so they've been they're four and oh right now in their last four going into right. all-star break i love that that's a really the good four seed. Sign. they're the four seed as long Three as, games as back they don't the get Bucks. as long as they don't get outplayed by the knicks for the rest of the year they'll be the four seed which is a good thing ah uh, i really this hurts You're, me to say it yeah but i'm gonna call them pretenders the last yep. four games made me, like, sort of made it, like, at least a debate. But I'm mm. still going to call them pretenders. I agree. And I think we can get to the Celtics more in depth later in the show because there's been some breaking news. But for me, they're pretenders right now. But there's been so many big names floated out connected to them that a trade for a Jeremy Grant or a Vucevic or a Harrison Barnes can shift them towards the contender level a little bit more. And if they go out and get a Jeremy Grant, I think that gives them a different outlook. So, but it, but in your heart, I you cannot see them beating the Nets. No way. I can see them beating the Bucks, the Sixers. Maybe. But I just can't see the Nets. Yeah. So, and that's the real only other story in the East. The East is very yeah. weak this year. Wait, you don't think the Knicks are contenders? I. I you know I don't <laughs> hot uh, take the Knicks aren't contenders yeah. Julius Randle the the spark of the Knicks hopes just can't lead them Heat yeah. massive disappointment this year yeah. that's the only other thing I would talk that's about only, right yeah. now I mean I could see them like I mean right now it would be Bucks Heat I could definitely see the Heat winning that but, but that would be such a fun rematch awesome. I didn't even think about that but 
at this i mean i don't feel that confident in the heat like it's kind of similar situation to the celtics i'm not sure i see them beating the like top teams in the east let alone winning like three straight series to make the finals i just i don't even there i don't think they've shown given they, ha, they haven't given us a reason to call them a contender yeah i i agree no, no reason to consider them a contender yet just been a disappointing season for them the young players who they thought would expand on their game really haven't tower hero has been inconsistent duncan robinson has actually taken steps backwards jimmy butler's been hurt just kind of a weird year for the heat and they've actually been playing really well of late but maybe they'll come out of the all-star bring all-star break firing on all cylinders all cylinders but who knows and speaking of the all-star break it's the midway point start getting a sense of who's going to be good, who's going to be not so good, and that's going to go bring us into our mid-season awards. And that's obviously MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Most Improved, such and such. Who do you have for some of these big-name awards? Um, for MVP, I have Joel Embiid. I think... Uh, I think it's kind of a no-brainer, in my opinion. The LeBron lovers are going to be all over trying to convince everyone that it's LeBron, but I think Embiid has been so good that, yeah. it, and LeBron hasn't been as good lately, and the Lakers have been losing. I just think, if the, especially if the Sixers win the East, it just shouldn't even be much of a question, unless, yeah. obviously, LeBron goes off. I don't know. I agree. Right now, it's Embiid, and obviously, it's still early. There could... Embiid could have a bad month and LeBron has a great month and the Sixers slip and the Lakers rise and all of a sudden LeBron's in the lead. But so far Embiid's just had so many like big games on big stages like obviously mm -hmm. the Utah game it's on nationally televised, had some big ones against the Celtics. He's had those like statement games and those clutch shots that people look for in the MVP voting. Yep. And there's a narrative around him like can he really lead a team and can he be the driving force of a championship team and for him to kind of break those narratives this year it's a narrative voting league for the MVP and I feel like right now he he's the front runner yep alright so that brings us to the defensive player of the year and what are your thoughts on that I have I'm not sure what you'll say but I am not going with Gobert on this one I'm going to just, I'm going to go with Ben Simmons, and ah. less about Ben Simmons and more about Gobert. Obviously, Simmons okay. is great, but it's because I don't think you can call yourself the defensive player of the year and then have games where you're not able to play because the other team takes advantage of you on defense. <laughs> like That just doesn't make sense to me. And Ben Simmons has been awesome. He can guard anybody in the league. I just So that's that was my thought process there. You know, I was hoping you were going to go Gobert and we would have a discussion, but I also have Ben Simmons as Defensive Player of the Year right now. And with your exact points you brought up, Gobert literally has games where he cannot play due to pick and roll and right. not being mobile enough. Like those Rocket series, you would see the small ball lineups just destroy Gobert. And you can't have a person in there as a Defensive Player of the Year who can't play defense in some games. <laughs> So right. I do have Simmons, who can guard all five positions. He gets some of the most tipped pass percentages in the league and steals. Obviously tall enough to block shots. And 
Right now, he's my Defensive Player of the Year. And then quickly going over Rookie of the Year. If you don't have Lamelo Ball as your Rookie of the Year, you are an NBA casual in my opinion. I have Peyton Pritchard, actually. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I have Lamelo as much as I don't want to have Lamelo. Mm. Yeah, he's been playing out of this world for that Hornets team. Since he got moved to the starting lineup, he's been putting up insane numbers. Over 20 points a game and 5 assists per game. Just shooting the ball well, too. His biggest question coming into the year was three-point shooting. And he's been shooting it from a decent clip, which has surprised me the most. Yep. Yep, yeah. so that's all there really not is to say. to say. I think he's yeah. close to getting it locked up, yeah, in my opinion. I don't really know. He's I just mean, been head and shoulders above everyone else. Yeah. Tyrese Halliburton's the only competition. He'd have he's to, like, the second average point 30 guard. in the second half. I think. Or and that brings us to the one of the more contested categories each year, most improved player. And I don't really know who I have for this. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I know this isn't a team award, it's a player award, but I'm going to tie it in and I'm going to go with Julius Randle because I think he's really like, he's the main reason that team has gotten better and now they're like the five in the East. I think... That's, he's been really good. He obviously wasn't as good before, and that's what this award is about. The other guys in there, Jeremy Grant, I mean, they have similar numbers, and Julius Randle's team is good, and that was kind of my reasoning there. I did consider Jalen Brown just because I like Jalen Brown. <laughs> and But I think, honestly, if he gets this award, award I think that's disrespectful. Because he was damn good last year. Right. And just because nobody else realized it doesn't mean he wasn't good. People and don't even realize it this year. Like, he's made, still. he's made, like, a big step, but not really. I mean, he went from, a, like, 20-point-a-game 20 20 scorer game to, like, 26, 25, which is a big step. He's now definitely like a lock all-star, but I think it would honestly be disrespectful to say he's most improved. That's an interesting point, and I agree with you on that. I haven't really heard anyone bring that up, but for me it is Julius Randle's just because he came out of absolutely nowhere. In the beginning of the season I had Christian Wood, but mm -hmm. he's been out for a while now, hurting my fantasy team. <laughs> and he, yeah, Christian Wood was my front runner for a while, but Julius Randle just bringing the Knicks out of absolutely NBA jail, to be honest, like, no one talked about the Knicks. Everyone had them as a laughing stock, and all of a sudden they have a pretty damn good all-star on their team, and it's really yep. turned their season around. Yeah, definitely. So that's the all-star break situation of the league. Other note, I think the celebrity game is tonight. Uh. Then skills competition and three-point shootout before the all-star game on Sunday. Dunk dunk contest with all of the nobodies at <laughs> halftime of the All-Star game. Three nobodies at that. Three nobodies. It's not even a lot. We're already in the finals. I think yeah. rumor has it they're going to have some th three teens off the street going to judge mm. it because they, they don't want to pay anyone. Wow. And <laughs> obviously a joke. And yeah, the All-Star game, I'm a I don't know if I'm excited for it. I, I just feel wanna, like every year it's just yeah, kind of... I don't know. It's just kind of eh. 
I just want to say one thing. I think whoever organized, I mean, I know players might have declined it. I just want to say whoever organized the three-point contest should be fired. Jalen Brown and Jason agree. Tatum are great. Not, not three-point shooting. This is coming shootout. from Celtics fans. Yeah. Also, just horrible. Donovan Mitchell, Zach Levine, more likely dunk contest contestants than three-point shootout contestants. They're shooting high percentages, but. Everybody knows that they're not going to win. I mean, it's I'm Dame t- dropped big out. on the disrespect, <laughs> but this is disrespectful to Steph Curry to even like televise this. I think it's yeah. going to be like a blowout. I think I mean just throw out all the shooters that are like pure like do Seth Trey Curry, Young, Joe Harris, Seth Curry, like, yeah, I don't Duncan Robinson. It's kind of ridiculous in my opinion. Also. Booker was in it, and now that he's hurt, Mike. They just decided to throw Mike Conley in there because he's his all. <laughs> I don't even know if he's shooting over thirty-seven percent. I mean, it might be like a COVID thing, but come on. Like this has been a weird year know. for the All Star Game. We're like six players deep in the West for yeah. reserves, and two players deep in the East. Right. And just an all-around weird situation. Another note: the Do you see Jason Tatum with his slow jump shot getting off through all those yeah. racks? He's gonna be on like <laughs> the second rack with like five seconds left. Yeah, his release is not gonna get through that no, time. Definitely. Hopefully, not. this isn't like the home run derby messing up their jump shot like in yeah, baseball. Better not be. We're, we're but, screwed if it does. Yeah. Final final note for the All Star game: Who you got, Team LeBron or Team Durant? Um, I'm going to go unorthodox here. I think LeBron had the better draft, but every year I think the team with the better draft loses, yeah. so I'm going to go with Team Durant. Didn't last year Giannis win with, like, Yeah, he Siakam had, like, the worst like... team. <laughs> Drafted Chris Middleton first. Just did not work out at all. Yeah, but that, that wraps up the All-Star game. I'll be watching tomorrow. And, and that brings us to starting to become spring. Spring is... Spring is coming, and with spring comes baseball season, which I'm sure we're all excited about. And with baseball, the hot stove, and over the winter, there's been some pretty big trades and free agent signings over the year. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest one, in my opinion, it's up for debate, I guess, but Lindor is the most exciting one to me, I think. He he really make, elevates the Mets. He's obviously a great player. I think they are, I think, in my opinion, they're a contender with that rotation. And Definitely. With Lindor, Pete Alonso. I th- they're going to be a fun team this year. Yeah. Other notable moves. Bauer to the to the Avengers. I yeah. mean, I mean yeah. the Dodgers. <laughs> they just seem to have all-stars at every position. Yep. And their owner... It does not care about luxury tax. Their their cap space team is just absolutely amazing with how many players they're paying. Yeah, I don't even know. It's just off the top possible. of my head. You got Turner getting extensions. You got three, maybe their rotation is gaudy. You it's have amazing. Bauer, who's the best rotational or best pitcher in a lot of teams. You got uh, Walker Bueller. You got Trevor. I don't know. If, it's not Trevor May. It's it's May, the big redhead. Dustin May? He's like, uh, yeah, Dustin May. He's like their fourth uh, starter, and he's just yeah. dirty. He throws like 100 like plus. 100. He's going to be their fourth starter. And Don't forget, just, arguably the greatest pitcher of all time, Clayton Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw. Kershaw. I was missing someone. And then 
outfield, you just got Betts, one of the top two best players in baseball, Bellinger, MVP candidate a few years ago. Corey Seager, just Turner. It's just unbelievable how many players they have. And they're deep, too. Mm-hmm. Do you see anyone beating the Dodgers? Not really, no, honestly. Just to keep it brief, that's pretty much my thoughts. <laughs> I, I mean, that's all you really can yeah. get into it. They're, I guess the Mets have... Syndergaard's going to be interesting to see if he comes back from Tommy John and what he can do. And then... Jackie Bradley Jr. recently to the to the Milwaukee Brewers as a Red Sox fan. Hurts to see him go, but it's going to end my cycle of being mad that he hits 150 for a month and then yeah. goes on a 350 month and then back to a scrub at the plate. But he helped us win that 2018 World Series. Sad to see him go, but... I won't be sad to stop watching them swing over inside curveballs to the back, but because that image is just burned into my memory for the rest of my life. Yeah, I don't... And then... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I just wanted to touch on uh, the Blue Jays getting Springer and Simeon, mostly just Springer. I think they, they're a sleeper team for me. They're definitely a fun team, a sleeper team. I think, I mean, Springer is such a terrifying player to go up against. He's so good. And they, if they have Vlad and Bo Bichette, they could be a really fun team this year. Just their pitching staff is a little underwhelming. Right. But their position players are definitely very good. And the other move that we're leaving out is Arenado to the Blue Jays. Mm. Or not the Blue Jays, excuse me, the Cardinals. Cardinals. That makes the Cardinals a very fun team. Probably the favorites in their division. I don't want to get too much into baseball because... We actually are going to do a full baseball segment, barring any breaking news or groundbreaking news in any other of the sports we cover. But we're going to go over the, our projections for the 2021 MLB season, which I'm really excited for because get back into baseball again. Yeah. I'll be Next week I'll be revealing my World Series pick as the Pittsburgh Pirates. Best yeah. team in baseball. <laughs> Lewis is a... Pittsburgh Pirates, New York Yankees fan. Whoever's good at the time. Yeah. He's consistent uh, with those two teams. I'm a Red Sox fan. The, Pirates. the Red Sox in spring training so far have been fun. They've hits, scored a lot. We've got our Cora back in the dugout. He's he's made his cheating a little less obvious. <laughs> we're going to come back with new cameras. Some say we're going to have the Goodyear blimp just parked above um, our stadium. Feeding in camera. signals. Yeah. <laughs> And so stay tuned for that MLB segment coming up next week. Yeah. And to wrap it up here, I think we should, I think we're contractively uh, required to go over Boston Celtics talk. Yeah. So with the big news coming out, I wouldn't call it big news. News, what are your thoughts on everything that's been going on? I don't know, man. I mean... I don't know. They there's all these rumors about like the players they might be looking at. I it still comes back to me about um, is the player they get like a difference maker? Yeah. I just I wanted to ask your opinion. I saw Jeremy Grant might be like their top priority. Do you I did think see that. he could make a? Di- he do you think what what level do you think he could bring them to? So, 
Jeremy Grant's an interesting one because this could be a case of bad team, fill up the stat right. sheet. Bad team, good numbers. Right. Which I'm a little worried about, but we saw him on the Nuggets team, who was a difference maker in the playoffs, but like, he's getting paid a lot, and we'd have to give up a lot. Yeah. But if he goes back to that Nuggets 10, right. we don't, 13 he's points not, a game, four spacing defender, he's not a he's role nowhere player. near like, worth we it. Don't, we're not paying for, for a role player. Right. If we're trading for Grant, we're trading for someone who's going to be a difference maker, borderline all-star. Basically what Hayward was. That's what we'd want from him. Yeah. And I don't know. He came to Detroit for like reasons other than basketball, he said. He was talking about like Black Lives Matter and making a difference. And I don't know if his heart's in Detroit, and it might not be a good idea to entertain anything with that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I have... This is just a thought. I don't know, but... I'm not sure the Celtics need a guy that's like that, that's like a scorer. I feel like, I mean, it would be good, I guess, to get a good scorer, but I don't, we've seen what it looks like when you throw a guy in there that, like, is mad if he doesn't get shots, and I feel like they'd be better off just, like, getting guys that fill out the rotation that basically make it so Semi Ojale and Javante Green aren't 15 minute a game players. So and you're looking into the Thaddeus Young, Thad Young, Larry Nance. Larry Nance, yeah, exactly. Not even like Bielitsa. I'm thinking Thad Young is a good one. Maybe a, Danny Ainge said no, but I don't see why. I think J.J. Redick would be good. I think their focus, if, because say... You don't want Kemba being the fourth option, basically, is what I'm getting back to here. Like, you need you need Kemba to be a part of the team because otherwise he's just worthless. Like, you need to use his scoring. He's you been need, great too recently. Yeah, I think bringing in a scorer is not what we need, and I think Jeremy Grant, unless we if we do use him as a scorer, it messes up the team, and if we don't, then we have to overpay. And so, Smart comes off the bench because of that. It just kind of doesn't make a lot of sense. But yeah. another name that's been floated around is Vucevic, which I think, from, I was saying, like, yes, go get him for a while. But if I just take a second and think about it, it really doesn't make a lot of sense either. As much as I'd like to see Daniel Tice leave our team, I, Vucevic is another guy who's going to want post touches. Right. He's going to need I, six dribble isolations. And he doesn't play very good defense. At least he's some height. And I don't mm-hmm. want to take minutes away from Robert Williams. Yeah, and we can get just, into him a little bit. I was going to say that, too. I, before we trade for a center, I want to see what happens when we play Robert Williams 30 minutes he's a game. He's been unbelievable. I mean... The last month. He, like... He's an elite lob threat at this point. He's great. I mean, I would love to see him cut down on the defensive, like, mistakes. Like, the miscues. Yeah. But... I mean, I think he has the potential. He obviously has the athleticism and the shot blocking ability. Something I didn't know when he was in college, he won SEC Def- Defensive Player of the Year. So he obviously has the ability. We just need to get him to like know what he's doing a little more. I've just never seen a single man jump for right. so many pump fakes in yeah. my life. He is and a little block happy at times. Defense. Yeah, <laughs> but him. Another fun stat with Robert. The last out of his last eleven games, eight of his first baskets mm. in those games were lob dunks, yeah. and he's just such a vertical threat. You hear those guys on the broadcast say "vertical threat" at least ten times a game yeah. when talking about him. But even the national broadcast games are starting to mention him 
which you, is very mm-hmm. rare to see. Those national broadcast games are hard to watch with these. They just don't anal- rotate them. Yeah, they just really don't know what's going on with the team. But they're starting to talk about Robert, and hopefully Brad sees it too. I think he's his minutes have been slowly going up, and I think we'll see Thompson and Tice minutes starting to decline. Yeah. And Robert's minutes go. He's been starting to play crunch time too, which has been interesting. Yeah. And he's one of those players that can elevate the ceiling of your team and maybe bring us into the contenders category. Agreed. Yeah. I think having Tice is a great, like, even though I hate when he shoots threes, it's good to have him, like, as an option. You need to have a floor spacer center as an option. I think Tristan Thompson can be, like, the canter from last year where he comes in and gets offensive boards. He has playoff experience, too, so that can't be under. You can throw it to him in the post, and he can get you a bucket. And I think... But it would be great if those guys were the second and third center and yes. Robert Williams was the number one. That would make the team a lot better. You don't like yeah. those guys are good NBA players, but they're not starting centers on a contender. Yeah, I agree. Unless and like your start your other four are right. the monsters, like <laughs> one more note, Vucevic, I would like to see that Al Horford dribble handoff, pick and mm, pop that be brought be nice. back a little bit because that was like Brad loves that stuff, that dribble yep. handoff at the top of the key. And with Tice not having the scoring threat, can't really yeah. pull that off as well. But I think the player for me that I'd love to see is Harrison Barnes, just because I he would be one of the higher TPE guys we'd have to give up the he most. He would take the whole thing, probably. He would take the whole thing. But he would be fine being the fourth option. Mm-hmm. He gets paid a little bit more than I would have liked. If he was more in the 18 to 15 range, I think he'd be a lot more attractive. But he's one of those guys that he was on the in the finals with Golden State. He'd be the fourth option. He'll average a solid amount of points, give you some more length. And I think he'll be solid and elevate the team. But it's just so tricky because I don't see really anyone right now that's going to be like, if we get this guy, we're, we're contenders, we're going for it. Yeah, I agree with that. I feel like that just kind of sums them up, mm-hmm. to be honest. And one more thing about the Celtics, Jalen Brown's been kind of not scaring me, but his knee yeah. isn't affect. It's an issue at this point. It, it's I'm keeping an eye. Whenever he dunks or does anything with a lot of movement, last game he would always get up with a grimace. I mean that's yeah. just. I think the Celtics medical staff needs a knee specialist because mm-hmm. it seems like all of our good players have knee issues at this yeah. point. You got Isaiah Thomas, Kyrie, you got Gordon Hayward, who wasn't knee, it was more the entire leg, but you got Kemba. Now Jalen, it's like Kemba on the sidelines when he's not on the court looks like Iron Man with these leg things on yeah. to try to save his knee. I don't know what it is, but... And it's not like Daniel Tice getting knee issues. It's it's the it's the good players, but right. I don't know what's happening with the Celtics and their knees. Maybe we need a knee strengthening program. Yeah, but that'd be good. Take it's the just been brutal to work on it. Work yeah, on and knees. As our podcast wraps up, I just want to go on a little bit of the yeah. Celtics pity rant real quick because yeah. we've been to the Eastern Conference three of the last four years or something mm. like that. Or, yeah. I think that's right. Uh, and uh, in each of those Eastern Conference Finals, one of our best three players have been injured. And mm. that is just 
so unfortunate as yeah. a Celtics fan it's so, that yeah. Isaiah Thomas isn't even on the team. That Eastern Conference Finals was over before it even started playing that LeBron team. Kyrie and Hayward being out. Kyrie and Hayward, our and best two players, are out. Terry then, Rozier was like our first option, and we and went we took to them Game to seven. seven against it's LeBron. Like, like, it's like throw oh Kyrie God. Irving in that series, and we sweep them. Like, but come on. then we go to the next Eastern Conference run, and Gordon Hayward isn't playing. He's coming off the bench with a ankle that's basically out of doesn't work. Yeah, it's and that's Marcus Smart is looking taking shots like he's the best player on the team. It's like. Yeah. It was just so unfortunate that we went into all... I know every team's banged up, but not like that. No one no one goes into the into the Eastern Conference Finals with one of their best players out every single year that they make it. Mm-hmm. And it's been tough to watch the Celtics get eliminated and, and be so close. That 2018 year hurt, that Game 7, where Terry Rozier decided to Lay forget how to play basketball the whole team really i think we shot like one for something in the team it was horrible from three it was horrible i mean on the bright side we got tatum and brown for the next 10 years you think supposedly i'm a little scared that they're gonna get all player empowerment on us but (laughs) i think tatum said something about how boston's the only place he wants to play yeah, they always say that, though. Right, that's true. <laughs> Paul George, like, threw a party in, at, in Oklahoma City, said he was yeah. there for life, and then he... Kyrie's done down, it twice. So. Yeah. <laughs> Kyrie's on a streak right now. Yeah. If you're the Nets, you don't want him to say, you want him to yeah. say, I'm leaving. But Tatum, another, I know, I've just been hearing some podcasts, and Tatum and Brown don't really like each other. I, no, really? That's not... That's not, they don't not like each other. They just don't like each other. Like they're just new. They respect each other's games. That's what they always say. But they're not friends outside the game. Like they don't hang out. They're different personalities. Mm. There's actually a clip where Jalen Brown says, "When I first met Tatum, I I thought he was pretty annoying." <laughs> and it's like okay. And I just wish our superstars had a little more camaraderie, camaraderie on the court than what they have. But who knows? Celtics are. Just such a weird team. They've been kind of stuck in that, like, four seed yep. for my entire lifetime, to be honest. And except the Isaiah Thomas year, which they were the one seed, and then, of course, he gets injured, and it's never the same player. But Isaiah Thomas is on USA Basketball right now, mm. isn't he? Yeah, I think he had a good game. I don't even know who they're playing, but I don't, come know. I don't even know with him at this point. I don't think he he's not making an NBA return, is he? I think his USA. I think he's trying to show people he can still play. Hmm. Doesn't seem like the type of guy to give up. Yeah. I mean, I want to see him succeed. He was so good for us. But any closing remarks to finish off the podcast? No, I think we covered it all. All right, we'll go over the MLB projections. Who we have winning awards next? Yeah. Next week. All right. Enjoy the all-star break. See you next time. All right.